I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Hello and welcome back to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I... And Brenda Bryan. My lovely co-host. And uh, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to uh, thank everyone who has been subscribing and downloading. Uh, and also ask you that if you have a friend or uh, folks that you might know that could use what we're sharing here uh, in this podcast, we would love that. Uh, love for you to share that with folks yep. and let them know to sign Please up for share us. share it or, or give us a review. That's super helpful. Yep. We'd like to hear what people are saying. Yeah, and if we're not getting it right and we can do it better, yep. let us know that too. If you have some ideas... Uh, we'd love to hear those as well because we're just trying to bring some actionable information to help people to have a better remodeling experience. Or send us a question. We'd like to get those too. So please let us know if there's something that's been bothering you. Exactly. Within the realm of of home renovation. Yeah, yeah. Or marital counseling. Marital counseling. We could do that. Or parenting. parenting. We could do a little parenting. We could, yep. Four kids. Yep. No one's in jail. Not yet. Nope, but it's early yet. Yep, it is. All right, good. Good deal. (laughs) (laughs) So today, what are we doing? I think we are doing one more horror story on our Halloween theme because we talked about when we started our last Halloween episode um, that we would give them horror stories and we only gave one. And that seems like a terrible shame that we promised you multiple or at least two and and we just got through one because Dave likes to talk a lot. Oh my gosh. So Yeah. Yeah, really? you do. You do is, go on. Is that how you're gonna you're gonna go with that? That's just I don't know. You're not very nice to me. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so anyway, we think that delving into a second remodeling horror story is only uh, it, it's what we owe you. Yes, it's it's entertaining and edifying and um, and should be good to have you make better decisions. So here we go, Dave. What's our second remodeling horror story? So there's another horror story that we got into, and this was um, that we were sort of uh, involved with in some capacity because, uh, once again, after a homeowner had gotten taken advantage by somebody, uh, they then reached out to us to say, our Help! Pro- yeah, our project is now uh, at the rough frame. So this is a terrible situation, right? It was a, a project for a much older client, and they were doing a pretty large addition to their home, uh, and I think the, ultimately the idea was so their families could consolidate and mm-hmm. family could live with the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mom, but the, it was the mom's money and it, and it was the mom who was sort of driving the project. And uh, and she was definitely a, a much older woman. Uh, and this contractor uh, who was sort of down in the seacoast area of, uh, of Mass, um, they were shady. They were shady from the get-go. And, and, and the way I know this 
is because once this happened, and once this this contractor walked off the job, the client had paid almost all the money, and the project was at just with the, the rough frame stage, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So for just for for listeners to understand what that means, the rough frame, meaning that uh, the building has been built, but there's no roof on it, there's no siding on it, there's no windows, right. there's, there's no, no doors, electrical, right? there's it's no just plumbing, wide open, right. right? And so the other part of that means is that that means is that the the house that was connected to this project, and I, th- I think, as I recall, it might have been like a second-story addition. The house is exposed, mm-hmm. right? The building below that you're putting on, and that's the big part of the challenge associated with uh, renovation like that. Right, you might have tarps over your yeah, roof protecting instead. The ha- you right. should have Which, tarps over the roof, yeah, right? But, protecting it. But even with tarps, it's it's a leaky right. proposition. It, it is. should it be is. a very short-term fix. Right, like in our history, we have never done a second-story project where we've torn the roof off of the existing house and it hasn't rained. Like, I don't think literally in 31 years, right. ever. It rains every, <laughs> every freaking time. Right. Every time, right? <laughs> and uh, and so you're prepared for that. But regardless, uh, in this particular case, so the, the, uh, this guy uh, got overpaid and then, uh, but, but again, his price was too low to begin with. Mm-hmm. So on some level, shame on this homeowner because they convinced themselves that the low price w- was actually a good enough price. Right. And they, they, they bought thinking, okay, this will be great. And the, the contractors, uh, I don't know what the right, what the best phrase is, but sort of the contractor's uh, credo was, or maybe their calling card, calling card is better, was they would actually go to the contract signing every, t- every time they did this a project for somebody because there were like four or five of these happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. They would show up at the contract signing with a lobster dinner. Right, and they'd make it. They'd make an event out of it. Ooh. They'd make like a party. It is right? a party for them. Right, so they would they would show up <laughs> with a lobster dinner, bring that to the client, and sit down and sign contracts, and it's all warm and wonderful, and everyone's excited. And they no, take a big check, and right, and, and, and take a big check. And he also would pull up in a very expensive car, mm. uh, you know, and uh, and so this guy was slick. Mm-hmm. Very. That's the best word is slick, right? <laughs> Especially pronounced that way. Right, exactly. It's like a two-syllable and, word. And so he would he would it had the whole on the upfront side of things. He had it all going on, mm-hmm. right? He came across like he knew what he was talking about, and he was fun and happy to be. And people were psyched to do work with him. And homeowners like this would be great. And we had a lobster dinner at our contract signing, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, guess who's paying for the lobster dinner? Right. Right. Because then, like in the span of a very short period of time, this contractor did the same basic thing to, I think, somewhere between three to five projects. I don't have wow. the hard numbers, right? And, you know, um, and he was egregious enough in the behavior that he actually did get arrested and got thrown in jail for it, which was awesome, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there are articles about it. I can't find them right now, but there are articles about it. And and, um, and it was it was a shame, right? And the, the worst part about that is, is let's say on the project where the woman was doing a big renovation and he got her to weathertight shell. Um, let's say the right price for that project was 275, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and the price that she was told the project could work at was 195. Right. Now, it's totally easy for a homeowner to think 195 is a boatload of money. Right. It would seem to me like you could build a lot of stuff for 195. So mm-hmm. I can get my head around the fact that that's okay. Right. I'll get my project for 195. Right. It's still a ton of money. Right. But it's but it doesn't matter whether it's a ton of money or not. I I agree. I think ten thousand dollars is a ton of money. Yeah. 
but it doesn't matter whether I think that or I not. I found a $20 bill in my pocket last week, and can I tell you the party that I had? <laughs> That's a big deal, right? It is a big deal. You know what's even better is when you find like 10 that's your kids in the laundry, in the washer. Oh, or the dryer, I do that. Right? I call it my tax. Right. I'm like, I'm sorry if you don't empty up your pockets. Anything that ends up right. is profit for me. That's I just exactly pocket right. it. I don't say a word. No, I wouldn't. It, it, I nope. wouldn't at all. No, I shouldn't. If you, as long as you're warning them in advance. It is. I'm like, right. coffee time, yeah. coffee time. But we digress. <laughs> so, um, so then you got the situation where um, you uh, you were believing you're doing, you're believing you're spending a reasonable amount of money to get the project. But if you've talked to multiple contractors and this one contractor who comes across as knowing everything he's doing and, and, and very competent, but their number is, is 20, 30% whatever, less than somebody else's, mm-hmm. you've got to call that into question. You've got to be careful. And and here's the challenge, too. People like this can prey on older folks who may not be as as capable of or as diligent about understanding the project, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding what's included, what's not included, the specifications, the contract, all that kind of stuff, right? So now here's the situation. that The, the project goes sideways. The contractor gets partway done, is overpaid. Mm-hmm. So maybe they collected... 175 of the 195, right? right? Because But they've only done $20,000 worth of work. Well, maybe they did more than that, but let's let's say they did 60 grand of work mm-hmm. against that. But the project was really never worth 195. The project was really worth 275. Right. Now you've got a homeowner who you've got to try to explain that even though they've paid 100 and pick a number, $180,000 to this contractor. Right. They paid the $180,000 for a project that was worth sixty, right, and then they're going to there's still two hundred left to do, and there's still two hundred left to do, right, and they're now doubled the cost of their project, and they can't afford to pay, right, right. So and that's ex- that's effectively exactly what happened to this mm-hmm, person, mm-hmm. and and got themselves into a terrible situation, and unfortunately, it happened like three more times before this guy got thrown in jail. And in this particular case, once again, that guy was just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. That guy, it w- w- he was, it wasn't like he got it over his head or whatever. He was consciously going into these projects to take advantage of people, do enough work to get paid to as look much legitimate, as they could, right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and then pull out in pocket and, and, and line his pockets until uh, until he got thrown in the big house. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so I circle back to the same kind of things that we talked about in the last show, and using those same tools. Uh, and and here's another example that I think you you can be super careful about. Or not super careful, but but you can use that can help you. And and this happens to be true in the state of Mass. Uh, but if you're in New Hampshire, unfortunately there's no licensing. But in the state of Massachusetts, and I know we we've got listeners that are all over. Um, but there are many states that have this this recourse for you. So in the state of Mass, there are two things that homeowners can look at, which is uh, the CSL, which stands for uh, con- uh, Construction Supervisor's License. CSL mm-hmm. stands for Construction Supervisor's License. And then there's also a thing called the HIC, which is a Home Improvement Contractor's Registration Number. Right. So the state offers a website where you can look up companies by their number, or you can look up companies by their name, or you can look up contractors by their name or mm-hmm. their number as well. And those will both of those situations will tell you whether the contractor is in good standing or whether the company is in good standing. And well, th- what does that mean when you say question. in good standing? Yeah, great question. So things that would make you not be in good standing are um, open unresolved complaints mm-hmm. from clients. Um, or unresolved complaints from potentially uh, uh, you know, uh, vendors or subcontractors or, or an investigation that's occurred. You would see that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a record of that. Maybe you resolved it. Because, by the way, this is another thing to be mindful of. If you're a home and, and, and 
like I said, there are many, many states that have um, contractor registration requirements, and consequently, there's many, many states that have the ability for you as a homeowner to look up the legitimacy of that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's important to also realize, and this is just like the Better Business Bureau, uh, there, are, there are contractors out there doing the right thing, and there are actually homeowners who are not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So as much as we're talking about these horror stories for homeowners, there are also horror stories for contractors, mm -hmm. right? There are people that get into the deal, get into projects with the, never with the intention of fully paying. Okay. Yeah, right. Or, or extracting. They knew from this, the get-go right? they weren't, right? Um, and so you may have homeowners who use the threat of going to the state and accusing the contractor of doing the wrong thing. And so there might be a record that says there was an issue, right? A and... I, I, as you look at these contractors and thinking about trying to hire somebody, do not necessarily automatically discount a contractor who has had a problem with a customer that had to get resolved. Whether that's at the state level with the, their license or the registration, or whether that's at an organization like the Better Business Bureau. Mm -hmm. It is totally okay because if you're in business long enough, the likelihood is you're probably going to have had a conflict with some homeowner and it may have gotten reported to the state or it may have gotten reported to the Better Business Bureau. Mm -hmm. What I really care about and what you should really care about is did it get resolved? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And, and if the contractor made a good faith effort to resolve it, uh, and I, actually, I look at that the same way as I look at reviews online. Mm -hmm. Reviews online are great. I am always suspect of nothing but five-star reviews, mm -hmm. right? Um, and and if you have nothing but five-star reviews, it, did you align your – and I know business owners do this. I know, like, you know, business owners will make, like, 15 Gmail accounts and get in and give themselves five-star right. right? And, and unfortunately, that there's manipulation that occurs. Uh, and and But – also, the, he, getting get, seeing a, a negative review also gives you a chance to see how it was responded to. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that's exactly right. So if you can get to a place where you're looking at those reviews, um, I, I don't care that somebody threw up a two-star review mm -hmm. uh, because things aren't going to go right all the time. Mm -hmm. Things don't go right all the time for us, mm -hmm. right? We never stop trying to fix it. We never stop trying to make it right. And we always will res respond if there's a negative review, Right. Um, sometimes the negative view is of our own doing. Sometimes mm -hmm. the negative view might be because the customer couldn't just couldn't be satisfied. There are cooks right? out there, and there are some people who can't be satisfied. Yeah. But once again, as you as you're doing that background check, and as you're looking at um, registrations, as you're looking at the better business better business bureau record, as you're looking at online reviews, um, I don't think that you need to be looking for perfection. If if anything, perfection makes me suspect. Mm -hmm. More, you're looking for the ethics of the company. Mm -hmm. Did they fix the problem? Mm -hmm. Did they respond in a professional and reasonable way? Mm -hmm. uh, did they take the high road when they were responding to reviews online? Mm -hmm. Did they do that in a timely fashion? Is every review uh, that wasn't a good review responded to, frankly, frankly, every review, even if you get a five-star review, isn't that also the time the contractor right. say, say, gee, thank you very much? Thank you, right, right yeah. Uh, but uh, But using those tools is another way to help you. And in this particular case where this guy... Um, was, you know, was was just a bad guy. Uh, I think, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think there's a high likelihood that there were probably marks on his record because mm -hmm. uh, you don't just come out of the gate and do this stuff. Or uh, you also may have found may find that um, this person may not have had their contractor's registration or their their license, right? So right, yeah, I could just sign in contracts with no with no registration whatsoever. Right, and 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 you ultimately will need those things to pull a permit in the town. Uh, and do work, but 
there are all kinds of ways to work around that. You mm-hmm. could have a contractor who kicks some money to another contractor mm-hmm. to pull a permit, to, to for, pull them. A permit for them and mm-hmm. so forth. Now, and that's a crazy thing for anybody to do. So no contractor should ever do that because then they're liable. They're liable, right? right. Uh, however, that kind of thing can happen. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time. And so, uh, you know, once again, just caveat emptor. Be, mm-hmm. be careful. Be smart uh, about doing these things. And, uh, and if the deal seems too good to be true... It probably is. Probably is. Yeah. Probably is. Right. Um, and uh, and so there's there's our other horror, our horror story: the guy taking advantage of uh, the elderly lady um, who, you know, I, I I know that that damaged that woman financially in a meaningfully large and significant way in their life. Yeah. And that's just yep. ridiculous, yep. right? Shameful. I don't know how it ultimately ended up settling out, other than the fact the guy ended up in jail. But he can't make things right financially from jail, right? right? And so that doesn't help the the owners that were in the process there. Right. So. Uh, going in with, uh, uh, and I also want to be careful about this too, right? Because as we talk about the idea of these horror stories, it is super easy for you to go in suspect of everyone, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, and that's not good either, no. right? Because ultimately, you're you know, if you do your due diligence and you're careful about the selection process, you're going to find the contractors you like and people uh, that are good people. Mm-hmm. And if you go into it with sort of like, and this is going to sound a little. Uh, you know, squishy. But if you go into it with a closed heart, mm-hmm. like you're just angry and bitter yeah. about it, right? <laughs> right. Um, then, then that's not going to be a good relationship either. No, right? Because it isn't. the contractors are people too, and they want to thrill you, and they want to make you happy, and they want to do the right thing, yep. and they want to work with people who want to work with them, not people who are petrified of the process and right. petrified of them. Right. Right. So, so what, what's the thing? Verify and trust. Uh, you said trust but verify. Trust but verify. That's it. Right. I knew trust it was one. Verify. Okay, <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, do do your do your diligence and then let let it go. Right. Right. Exactly. Make sure that you're with a good person and then relax. Right. Exactly. I think that that's that's a, a big part of the deal and uh, um, and that's so that that's you know given that we're at the spooky season we thought we would do two of those back to back and just share that with you um, and uh, and then move on from there. So. You have been listening to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. And uh, we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.